SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. And coming up on tonight's show, we've got some boxing news for you. We'll also uh, be hearing from Miles Brown, amongst others. Cameron van der Berg, uh, it's the South African National Aquatics Championships taking place in Durban uh, this week. And we'll also be chatting football, English football particularly. Lots of great fixtures coming up tonight. But let's start with football and uh, domestic news. And Stuart Baxter has rubbish reports that a deal has been signed that'll see him become the next Bafana Bafana coach. Speaking after Supersport United's victory in the Nedbank Cup last night, Baxter hit out at the media over the reports. Anything suggesting that it was done and dusted a long time ago is completely untrue. Over the next couple of days, there'll be a yes or a no from, uh, from all of us, and I think that's all I can say to you. But some of the stories that have been written that I'm holding Sal for ransom because I want my son to be working. You know, I make recommendations to Sal and they, and they take them, but I've not mentioned staff by name yet. So maybe someone's got a 5% truth and 95% an interesting story. Baxter is hoping to come to a decision over his future by the weekend. Matsatsansa face a crucial CAF Confederation Cup first leg encounter away at Barrett Young Controllers of Liberia on Sunday before returning to play league title rivals Mamelodi Sundowns next week Thursday. Their coach wants an end to all the speculation before they depart for West Africa. There is a time frame, yeah. I mean, the time frame is that we've, we've got to be clear. I want to tell my football club what's happening. And... Uh, Either either they'll be pleased to see me go or they'll be pleased to have me there. Yeah, I would say I would say probably a few days. No, yeah, be, if we can do it before Liberia, I would love to get it done. Yeah, so that everybody knows what's happening. In Absa Premiership news, defending champions Mamelodi Sundowns are in action tonight. They host Bloom Celtic at the Lucas Moripe Stadium. Sundowns have gone four games without a win, and skipper Shlompo Kekana says it's vital they pick up maximum points this evening. Uh, everyone in the team we are not happy with the with the way we um, the things went. Uh, we at the stage where we really need points more than any other team in the PSL. So we are much aware of uh, the game against Celtics that is not going to be easy. But uh, I think uh, if we apply ourselves well, like we we have done against Chiefs, I think we stand a chance of winning the match. Sundowns come off a 2-1 defeat against arch-rivals Kaiser Chiefs on Saturday with a winner coming in form of the Bengali Sumohoro own goal. Kekana says they've put their disappointment behind them. Mistakes happen and I think uh, Bengali's mistake was one of those mistakes which would have, could happen to anybody. Uh, we have won Champions League uh, through other people's mistakes and I think um, we, we have to do mistakes for, for people to win. So this is a game of football. We, if we don't we do mistake. There's no game. So I think is, as people, we should understand that we, as people, we're not perfect and everybody can uh, do mistakes. Kickoff is at 7.30 this evening. There's a host of matches, as I mentioned, in England tonight. Crystal Palace away to Southampton. Arsenal welcome West Ham. Swansea face Tottenham Hotspur at home. Middlesbrough are away to Hull City. Liverpool welcome Bournemouth to Anfield. While the fixture of the night sees Manchester City travel to Stamford Bridge to play league leaders Chelsea. On to golf and the traditional curtain raiser to the Masters. The par 3 contest is under threat to cancellation due to the risk of huge storms, even a tornado hitting Augusta National. With inclement weather around in the southeast of the United States, three-time Masters champion Phil Mickelson says experience is going to count in the first two rounds.
What I like most about this week is that Thursday, Friday, the weather's going to come in, and that's going to magnify the misses for a lot of players, which means that you need to miss it in the correct spots. Uh, even though you might miss it big, if you're in the right spot, you can take advantage of, of your short game and salvage a lot of pars. And I, I hope to rely on that uh, knowledge and skill to keep myself in it heading into the weekend where, where players less experienced with the golf course will, will uh, possibly miss it in the wrong spots and shoot themselves out. The 2017 IPL got underway this afternoon. The opening match between the Sunrisers Hyderabad and the Royal Challengers Bangalore underway. RCB won the toss and they chose to field Hyderabad, scoring 207 for four in their 20 overs with half centuries for Moses Henriques and Yuvraj Singh. Meanwhile, Indian captain Virat Kohli has been named as the leading cricketer in the world in this year's edition of the Wisden Cricketers Almanac. Super Rugby News Stormers scrum half Yano Fomark has been ruled out of their clash against the Chiefs due to a con- Cushion. And in cycling news, Quick Steps floors Marcel Kittel won the Shell de Preis, uh, his fifth win in six years ahead of Ilya Viviani and Nasa Buhini. It was bad news for Dimension Data. They withdrew the Manx missile Mark Cavendish from today's race. He'll also miss this weekend's Paris-Roubaix due to an overuse injury in his ankle with the Tour de France being his primary race of 2017. The team doctor felt it was best to withdraw him as a precaution. Coming up uh, next, we'll chat some football. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap and uh, some interesting football to look forward to this evening. As mentioned uh, in my bulletin, Mamalodi Sundowns are in action tonight and uh, they are desperate for three points. They've gone through a bit of a lean patch. They'll be hoping to pick up maximum against Bloom Celtic tonight. But uh, if you head north, uh, some fascinating clashes to look forward to in England tonight in the Barclays Premiership. And we haven't spoken uh, about English football for a while here on the show tonight and thought we'd do that uh, this evening. And we join now by Footballing pundit from leftbacks.co.za. That's the website, Bruce Dunn. Bruce, welcome on to SAFN Sports Chat. Thanks for, for your time tonight. Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me. So, mouthwatering clashes to look forward to this evening, Bruce. I think uh, I'm not going to leave the best for last. Let's talk about the big one that everyone's talking about. Uh, league leaders, Chelsea, welcoming Manchester City. It's, uh, I don't want to say this could decide the league title, but uh, should Chelsea win this one, uh, I think that's probably Manchester City's title chances out the window. Yeah, look, that will be City's uh, title out the window, but uh, I think even if Chelsea lose, you know, they've still got a four-point lead. Um, it would need them to lose probably another two and Spurs to win every game remaining. So uh, I think it's still unlikely that Chelsea will, will blow this lead, but uh, I mean, it's a mouth-watering game tonight. Yeah, I mean, we've seen stranger things happening in football, So, but the way Chelsea are playing at the moment, you can't see it happening. They, they're playing great football, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and they've got a strong, uh, a strong squad too. You know, they, uh, They've got two great players, probably two internationals for every position. So wherever they, if they get an injury, they, they've got a class player coming in. You know? But um, one thing I did notice is that uh, Manchester United are actually going to probably have the biggest say in the top four and the title race. Uh, I think they've got nine games left, if I'm not mistaken, and they've still got to play Chelsea, City, Arsenal, and Spurs. Hmm. So, as everyone's writing uh, Manchester United off, they still, I think, are going to have the biggest say in where the title goes to. In saying that, uh, I mean, it is Chelsea's to lose. I think they've got a big enough buffer that uh, things have got to go horribly wrong for them uh, in order to lose this one. But uh, if Tottenham Hotspur are to challenge, they're playing tonight as well, and they have to win. They are on the road. Uh, but uh, three points, uh, nothing less, is, is what they're after tonight, uh, I'm sure. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, Spurs uh, have to get three points probably from every single game that they've got remaining this season and hope that Chelsea, uh, Chelsea mess up. But I think, you know, for Spurs, the second place would be, would be a good, uh, a great season. Uh, and Swansea, Swansea away, they're down in 17th. They're fighting relegation themselves. Uh, so I mean, that's not going to be a push over there. Uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to fight for every point there. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a gimme three points at all for Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Swansea are going to fight for that one. The Gunners in action tonight too. Uh, an interesting clash against West Ham. Uh, the Gunners, as always, uh, there or thereabout, but really not challenging for anything. Uh, I'm sure Arsenal fans will say it's disappointing, but uh, it's almost like a, a non-event, is it? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a dark cloud over Arsenal at the moment with the whole Arsene Wenger and the contract situation. Uh, but I mean, they're down in sixth at the moment and they, I mean, they got humiliated by, um, Bayern Munich. They got, Beaten by West Brom 3-1. They got beaten 3-1 by Liverpool. So, I mean, they're not in a good place at the, at the moment. But I've got a strange feeling that uh, something's going to happen tonight with Arsenal and they're going to click. I mean, West Ham are, you know, they, they're down, oh, where are they, about 15th, I guess. And uh, so they're kind of out of relegation. And I have a feeling Arsenal are going to just turn it on tonight. Don't be surprised if they put four or five past West Ham tonight. Interesting uh, prediction there. The Reds, Liverpool have, have been an interesting one. They've almost been their own worst enemies this season. They they seem to bring their A game against the, the top sides and then struggle against the ones that are, are lurking at the bottom. And they've got an interesting challenge tonight uh, against Bournemouth. Again, if they've got a chance of winning this title, they're there or thereabout. They, they are challenging, but they've got to win tonight. Yeah, they, they do. But I mean, that's been that's been Liverpool for a few seasons now. I mean, give them give them a United, a Chelsea, a Spurs. And they'll, you know, they'll beat them. But give them a bottom side, give them a hull, even a Bournemouth, you know, and they will struggle, uh, always flatter to deceive. Um, and I mean, news coming out of Liverpool now is that Mane is definitely out for the rest of the season. So that will be a huge loss for them. So they're going to need the likes of Firmino and Coutinho to get them through to the end of the season. They're going to have to pull their weight. Yeah, absolutely. The other fixture tonight is Hull City against Middlesbrough. But uh, let's just talk about some of the interesting things that are happening in the league at the moment. There's been lots of talk uh, about defending champions. Leicester City, who are having a, a superb Champions League campaign. They've, up until recently, they've been rubbish in the league. Uh, a fallout with uh, the, the coach who won them the title last year, Claudio Ranieri. He ends up leaving, and all of a sudden they start winning. It doesn't say much about the players, does it? They've been saying they've been playing to the best of their capacity, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they've promised us the whole season that they were playing to the best of their ability and uh, there's nothing wrong with Ranieri and their relationship. But, I mean, you, you can't believe that. I mean, since he's left, they've, they've won a few in a row. Uh, Jamie Vardy's got five goals in his last five games. They've got two clean sheets in their last two. They're up from fighting relegation. They're up to 10th now after last night's win. Uh, yeah, and I mean, they seem to be playing well in the Champions League. And I almost get that feeling that they weren't playing well in the league. They wanted to get rid of Ranieri. But they knew that they probably wouldn't be in the Champions League again, so they brought their form for Champions League, hence how they got it to the quarterfinals so far, you know? I just, Bruce, it doesn't sit well with me. I mean, I'm not a Leicester fan, but I just see things like that happening where players stop playing for managers, and it's not exclusive to Leicester. We've seen it uh, in, in many, many clubs. It's just, it's not right, is it? It's not right at all. I mean, yeah. I mean, last season, Leicester were the neutral side, you know. Um, I mean, I support Spurs, so I didn't want them to win. I wanted Spurs to chase them down. But if they didn't win, if Spurs didn't win it, I would have wanted Leicester to. And I think many people wanted Leicester to win it. And now all of a sudden, people, you know, they dislike them about the way they, the way they treated uh, Ranieri. I mean, it happened last season with um, Mourinho at Chelsea. I mean, how they just... Uh, 
went from, from, from great football side to nothing, you know, and got rid of him, and then they played well again under Conte. So player power, unfortunately, does rule, uh, rule football, and managers are just uh, hired and fired. Yeah, it, leaves a, it really does leave a bad taste in, in your mouth, and that's a uh, result you mentioned last night. Leicester City 2-0 over Sunderland last night. Manchester United and Everton, uh, the Red Devils will be disappointed with that. Uh, I mean, at home, you'd, you'd uh, put your money on them to beat Everton, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would, but uh, you know, United just can't score goals this season. They really can't. Uh, I mean, they, Latin's got 16 goals this season, and about that, uh, other than that, they've got uh, not too many more, you know? I mean, and and let's not forget, last night was it... one goals at home. Yeah, and let's not, Bruce, let's not forget last night was a, a 94th minute penalty f- for the draw. So they, I mean, it was almost in Alex Ferguson time there. Exactly, exactly that. And I mean, how many chances did they have last night that they couldn't put away? I think uh, Jose needs to go find himself a world-class striker <laughs> in the off-season. Otherwise, they're going to struggle again next season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bruce, thank you so much uh, for your time this evening. If you want to find out more about uh, Bruce and their writings, uh, make sure you get to the website, okay? It's leftbacks.co.za. Bruce, thanks for your time. Much appreciated, and we look forward to catching up again here on SAFM. Thanks, Brad. It's great. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. On to some boxing now when Zolani Tete relinquished his IBF Junior Bantamweight title two years ago and Heki Butler lost his WBA Super World Minimum Weight World title. South Africa lost all the credible titles in boxing. Today, the country is left with less credible IBO and WBF World titles. Respected sanctioning bodies like the IBF, WBC, WBO and WBA have deserted South Africa. But SABC Sport understands that some promoters are doing their best to change the status quo. I am the Titi of Naba Promotions says he's working on something to bring back IBF into the country without dropping the IBO. I work with both. Um, I've had a, a good relationship with the IPO. I've reconnected the IPF and the WPO um, with South Africa uh, in the country. I, I still want to consolidate my stake and Africa's stake in the IPF um, space as well as in the WPO space. But without uh, divorcing my, my, my relationship with the IPO. Tete is only two fights away from being crowned the new WBO bantamweight champion. He fights Filipino Arthur Villanueva in an elimination fight in Manchester, England on the 22nd of this month. Matiti says the current generation of boxers has got what it takes to emulate the likes of Nikita Nika Kumalo, Tulani Sugarboy Malinga and the late, late uh, Jacob, baby Jake McClala, welcome the Horton Keita, Brian, Mince Machine, Mitchell, Viani, Beast, Bungu, and many more. Uh, for example, Alfonso is the APU Sadek champion. Um, that's the, the chapter of the WPC. I want to consolidate, as I have said, uh, IPF is very important. Um, and I want to see Gideon doing a unification fight with, with the a boxer that is a current reigning champion, either of the WPO or the IPF. Um, it is my view that um, some of the boxers that are emerging are to a larger extent reconnecting with the likes of Nika Kumalo, Welcome Nita, Vianne Pungu, Dingan Tobela, and, and what have you. So, um, as and when, look, this was a world-class fight. Correct. Now, it then means that... Um, 
Gideon must fight against the best. Speaking after his boxer Gideon Hardcore Butelezi retained his IBO Bantamweight title beating Mexican Angel Vilez on unanimous points decision last weekend, Matiti says he's got plans to take him uh, to China later this year in a big money fight. He represented South Africa very well and I think uh, he's beginning to register himself in the world class as uh, one of the best world champions in the world. What's the plan for him going forward? Well, for sure, he's featuring in my Matiba Peel, uh, the fourth annual celebration of Matiba as a boxer. When he wins there, um, I'm already in discussions with top rank. He's fighting in China in October. Uh, that date is fixed. So I've told him that he must not mess up anything that he does in this fight. I can't go and celebrate Matiba with Nelson Mandela Foundation and whichever partner that would be come on board and miss out Gideon in that day given what he has done here today. This is music to Butelezi's ears as he can now prepare himself for some big bouts here at home and abroad. The positive thing is that following the successful defense of his title, Butelezi's ranking is also going to improve. I was still going to decide with the promoter. We're still going to talk on that. Uh, I'm happy that I made him happy. I see he's excited and all that. And then and, and, and good compliments coming from him. So from here, we're still going to, we're still going to talk on that. Uh, I believe we're still, we can still get better in it, you know. I think because of the absence, you know, I've been uh, inactive for a while in it, you know. So that that really wants to fit in it. But then because of the experience and, uh, and the basics, you know, because of the good coach that I have on my side, I think I, 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 I'll be better. I'll be better. I'll be better than Meanwhile, Matiti has positioned himself as a national and international promoter, not only restricting himself to the Eastern Cape. This weekend, he's staging a boxing tournament in respect of the centenary celebrations of O.R. Tambo at the Manguong Indoor Center in Bloemfontein on Friday. Headlining this bill is the vacant IBF Intercontinental welterweight title between current IBO champion Tsiko Muvolvedzi and Dario Sochi, who hails from Germany but stays in Italy. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not moving to Johannesburg. But uh, as I have said, this question has, has been asked. Uh, I'm a South African promoter. In fact, I'm an international promoter. I can promote, uh, as I'm talking, there are discussions with uh, me staging a tournament in Mozambique, um, in Lesotho, uh, and in Swaziland. So, um, but my wish for 2017 would be to stage a tournament here in Gauteng. I'm coming three times here. I'm coming back again in June and in October. April, as in tomorrow, I'm staging a fight in Plumfontein Free State, um, closing the month uh, with the fight in East London again. I'm going to Mpumalang. I think we must have good boxing this club and KZN. Tell us more about the one you're staging in Plumfontein. Well, there we are following government. Um, the insulate government has declared 2017 as the year of OR, celebration of, of the freedom fighter who's international in character and in outlook. So we felt we must also contribute to the process of celebrate OR in style in our own way, with our own um, uh, strata and uh, boxing loving people. Um, so so that, that is the plan. Uh, Tsiko is fighting against uh, Dario Sosi. Uh, he has got a dual citizenship from Germany and Italy. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game.
On to some swimming now, and Miles Brown became the third swimmer to qualify for the World Championships in Budapest in Hungary later this year at the South African Aquatics Championships in Durban last night. He posted a time of 1 minute 47.51 seconds in the semi-finals of the men's 200-meter freestyle ahead of Chad Leclerc on 149.47, Jared Baxter on 149.47 as well. He'll also be taking part in the 400-meter freestyle race. Brown, who also took part in the Rio Olympics in Brazil last year says he was pleased with the qualification. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I took quite a long break over over Christmas and New Year. Just you know, these last two years have been pretty hectic with travelling and racing so much. So this year, changing the focus a bit, just you know, easing into the year. Um, like hence why I didn't uh, enter the 400 free earlier in the week. But yeah, I didn't really know what to expect coming into this week. So. To get a qualifying time, I'm really happy, so I can sit back and, and chill a bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've got, got common all trials in December, so, I mean, even though I'm going to try and take this year a bit easier, it's still going to be pretty hectic with trials and world champs and all that, so, just trying to, trying to pace myself, getting a bit old now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'll pick up the opponent for common all again. Olympic silver medalist Cameron van der Berg posted a second qualifying time in the men's 100-meter breaststroke uh, final, also to win a gold medal. He clocked a time of 59.73 seconds ahead of Alaric Basson, who finished in 62.62. Daniel Swanepoel, 63.07. Van der Berg also registered his second fastest time of the season. Says he's happy with that. Um, yeah, it was a goal. You know, I think for me. Uh you know, we don't have a lot of racing in season or high level racing, so I'm always every year I'm up like kind of slow, and then you go to Marinas and get the whole the racing, the front end speed, and then you know how to deal with it a little bit. So, um, so the, the back end is always really encouraging if you can nail that down because you know when you can go to uh, the World Champs plus all the racing that you've had, you know, you can put the two two together. So, yeah, it's good. Oh, wow. Not a bad night. I'll go have a glass of champagne now. So, yeah, I'm stoked, man. Like I say, uh, I think. It's just like, you know, with the amount of work, like I said, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really encouraging, yeah. I think, you know, I've seemed to have been wanting to try this new style for a while and it feels like it is definitely paying off and each race is getting better and better and you're feeling it out and learning it and, you know, it's all about, like, I think more, like a bit of more maturity, so just, like, understanding uh, where to kick, where to hold, you know, like, you lost the stroke, slow it down, get it again sort of like a sweet point and when you're on the sweet point like the second fifth they obviously hit it and then the, the time shows so I'm happy 2016 Rio Olympian Douglas Erasmus won gold in the men's 50 meter butterfly event in a time of 23.91 seconds ahead of Ryan Kutsia in 24.24 and another Rio Olympian Brad Tandy in 24.3 seconds Erasmus is hoping to qualify for the world champs in his favourite 50 meter freestyle later this week uh, it's always good to come out with a win. I mean, it's just a fundraise for me, so just to get out there and give my best. Uh, and then the gold medal's a bonus. So to come out on top is always a plus. So we'll see what we can do for the rest of the race for the championships. I aim to qualify in the 50 freestyle. Um, I want to give the 100 freestyle a run, see how close I can get to the qualifying down there. Um, and hopefully we can get enough depth to get a good relay for the 4 100 freestyle relay for uh, Budapest. So we'll see how that goes. Erin Gallagher won the women's 50-meter freestyle event in a time of 26 seconds flat. 
Emma Shellius finished second in 26.08, ahead of Inga Weidemann on 26.46 seconds. Gallagher was happy with winning the gold. Thank you so much. I'm so, so, so stoked. Um, I wasn't expecting to go that time at this point in time, uh, but I'm really, really happy with uh, the swim, and I feel like I couldn't have done anything different, so the time I did was the best time I could possibly do, so I'm really happy. So I'm slowly getting there. Um, I'm happy. I just wanted to dip under that 20, uh, 26 mark, but it was so close. But I uh, guess I have to make sure it happens next time. Uh, 25, anything 25. Um, 25, 99 I would have been happy with, but 26 there, there is basically the same thing. So I'm really, really happy with it, yeah. In the disability events, Aaron Putz won the 100-meter men's breaststroke final in the S14 and S15 category in a time of 116.45 seconds, ahead of Raymond De Freitas on 124.19 seconds and Valentino Vargetino on 125.33. Putz was pleased with his second gold medal of the meet. Thank you so much. I'm very happy with it. I took the second, second half off and I'm very happy with that performance. And uh, what my coach just told me to do uh, uh, in the start, I just listened to her and she just gave me the right instructions what to do. Yes, it is. I'm very, very happy so far. Uh, tomorrow's a big race, uh, 100 flight tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my main goal is overall right now, I'm very happy with the breast and that was my main goal so far. And I uh, got uh, 50 breast, 50 back, and uh, 100 free and 200 IM. Meanwhile, Rio 2016 Paralympian Alani Ferreira won the women's 100-meter breaststroke final in the S1 to S13 category in a time of 127.89 seconds in front of Jordan Bressler, who won silver in 147.6, and Kirsten Henry, who claimed bronze in a time of 148.81 seconds. Ferreira also qualified for the World Para Swimming Champs. Those are taking place in Mexico later this year. I had my period second out two weeks ago, so... My time wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it was good enough to qualify, so I'm quite happy. They were amazing, to say the least. It was definitely a lot of experience that I gained. I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but I learned a lot, so now I'm ready for Tokyo 2020. For this year, I want to, well, qualify for World Champs, which is now done, and then obviously go to World Champs. And I want to try and make a final, so it's going to be a lot of hard training for me now. Um, I'm going to Mexico instead. And like for disabled. I just want to do my best and make a final. So that's my goal for now. Yeah. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, a quick cricket update for you from the IPL Day 1, Match 1, and the Sunrisers Hyderabad batting first against RCB. They posted 207 for 4. In reply, RCB 43 with outlaws Chris Gale in there with Mandeep Singh. Uh, 22 for Gale, 20 for Mandeep Singh. So going along quite nicely. That after 4.3 overs. In some other football news, I can tell you that Kaiser Chiefs have confirmed that striker Edward Mangele has left the club by mutual consent a year before his contract was set to end. Staying with other football news, IX Cape Town are still without a win in 2017 and the Cape Town PSL club are currently battling it out near the bottom of the league table in 13th position, having been unable to pick up points in their 2-1 loss to Maritzburg United at the weekend. And with Free State Stars, Bloom Celtic and Baroque FC all picking up victories, the fight at the bottom is becoming tougher and tougher. However, IX coach Danny Menzo remains positive but says it's been a disappointing start to the year where they've lost points that they should have picked up. Of course, when you, when you look 2017, you're, you're not, even though you play uh, in the top six, again, you could have get some more points somewhere, and, and, and 
uh, and that's a little bit disappointing. But again, um, we, uh, we could have uh, we played Chiefs uh, where you where you we draw where you could have win. Um, and you play uh, um, a free state where you could have win and you draw. Um, at, at the end, it's 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 where we are. That's that's what we achieve. We, we, we yes, we did well uh, before the break, and maybe because we didn't play those big teams here, Sundowns, and maybe because we had uh, we were in a good mood at that moment, uh, a change of coach, uh, maybe the opponents were not uh, so sharp at us, and maybe at that moment it was not. Um, the moment that everybody was thinking now, okay, now we have to get our points. Everybody was still in, 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 in the playing mood, and now they are in the fighting mood. All those things can count. I, it, it's difficult to say. I think the team, the team improved, um, uh, and, and, and I can see that, that it's, it's growing, but maybe some other things are growing. Opponents are growing, and think you have to fight for, for, for also for relegation now. We have to fight for, for our points. Downstairs and upstairs, yeah, we have to find to to stay upstairs. So all those things um, I put together, and then yes, we are where we are at this moment, and we have to get out of this situation. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's it for the show for this evening. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can. All you have to do is uh, look us up on social media. You can find us at SAFM Radio across the various platforms. You can also reach out to me personally. I'm Big Brad Brown. That's where you'll find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Uh, that's where I'm at. Or what you can do, if you'd like, is you can email the executive producer of the show. The email is sport at safm.co.za. Coming up on the other side of your news this evening, it is the talk shop with Lady Malay. Lots to get through tonight as well. Gee, I can't believe it's only Wednesday. If you think about what's happening in the news, uh, it seems like <laughs> something that happened this morning happened uh, a week ago. It's crazy, but uh, more on that on the other side of your 7 o'clock news. From myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Tetti, this evening, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow afternoon. Have yourself a great evening.